0: What's your name? Or, uh, what is your identity? You know, sometimes names can have a way of telling us some things about us. Uh, uh, Even people will sometimes even change their name so that it more or less fits them because the name that they had didn't seem to go with who they were. Quite famously, Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali. He became a Muslim, and so he wanted a name that was more in line with what he now believed, reflecting his faith. Uh, in that same line, Martin Luther King, Jr. was actually Michael King, Jr. Uh, that isn't as well uh, known, uh, but his father, Michael King, Sr., Uh, went to Germany, toured all of the sites there uh, associated with Martin Luther, and decided that he wanted to uh, give honor to this hero of faith who had fought for religious freedom. So when he came back to the United States, he changed his name to Martin Luther King, Sr., and then changed the name of his son to Martin Luther King, Jr., uh, uh, recognizing that champion of religious freedom. Nelson Nelson Mandela was not born Nelson. Uh, his parents gave him the name Hala, which in the uh the, uh, uh Hoshot language of South Africa meant troublemaker. When he became a Christian, his teacher changed his name to Nelson. Some people might have thought especially in the early ages uh, early days of apartheid might have thought his name uh, should have stayed uh, troublemaker but he became a champion of peace and so he was not a troublemaker at all he didn't have anything to do with his name change other than he was he became a Christian and his teacher said, "You need a new name and gave it to it names tell a lot about us. Uh, We identify, to some extent, with some more than others, but we identify with our name. Uh, I have a friend who was a very good stepfather to uh, a daughter, and uh, when she became majority age, she changed her name legally to his, honoring who he had been to her, the, uh, the father he had been to her. Of course, we remember that God changed the name of Abram to Abraham and Jacob to Israel. And Jesus changed the name of Simon to Peter, uh, Levi to Matthew, Joseph became Barnabas, and Saul became Paul. These names were changed because something about the individual changed. And so the new name was more fitting to who they had become. They took on a name that reflected their identity and their new self. So, what's our name? Our name is Christian, we are in Christ. When Christianity was spreading into pagan cultures, it was not uncommon at all for a person, when they became a Christian, to change their name, adopting the name of some biblical person, some Christian person, to reflect now their faith in Christ. So, who are we in Christ? What's our identity? How are we changed? In Jesus. What's the difference being a Christian? What difference has that made in our lives as opposed to who we used to be before we became a person of faith? Some of us may have been within the church family all of our lives, and so the change may not be as significant as others who were once wandered in the world, wandered away from God. We've talked a lot about the community of faith in recent weeks, who we are as a group of people. Today I want to, to begin uh, looking at who am I as a child of God? Who, what difference has being a believer made in me? We may not need to change our name, but we do need to understand that our name comes from Christ. My name is Christian. Even though you may know me by another name, I am first. We are first Christians. We've accepted a new name. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15 from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We are named from God. We are called Christians because we believe we are disciples of Christ. We belong to Him. He bought us, paid the price to redeem us. We take our name from heaven above. From early on, the disciples were called Christians, first in Antioch and then throughout the world. But those who followed Jesus became known as Christ the So we need to understand our name. We need to understand who we are in Christ, the difference that should be reflected in our name. We need to understand our identity in Jesus. We are called Christians. One of the things that means is that we are recreated in Christ. We're not the same person we used to be before we became part of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who... Through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God has or was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. It must always be understood that God requires a commitment from us that we have to step out publicly in faith, that we have to obviously turn from our sinful world and be buried in Christ for the remission of our sins. But we must remember that our actions do do not have any power in and of themselves. They don't have merit in and of themselves. God is the source and the power of salvation. God changes who we are. It is God who recreates us in Christ. It is God who removes our trespasses in Christ. But God still wants to see something in us that shows a desire to be there, a commitment to be there. We are recreated in Christ. And in Christ we then begin a new life. We have newness of life, or a different life. We're born again. We're not the same life that we used to have. Romans 6, beginning in verse 3, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were buried, therefore, with Him by... The old self is gone. It's dead. It's buried. We have a new self that lives. The reason we can hope for the resurrection is that the old self died. It was crucified with Christ. It has taken its punishment with Christ. Now, It can look forward, we can look forward to the reward with Christ as well. New life, heaven, we're no longer enslaved to sin. Sin no longer has rule over us, condemnation over us. We are not condemned by our sin anymore, not by the things we practice. But now, united with Christ, we are raised in new life why baptism of the penitent believer is so important. Uh, it, it's, it's being buried so that a new self now is resurrected. Sin doesn't own us anymore. In Christ, we have new life. And in Jesus, we're also justified, made right. The sins that we had before, they're not counted against us anymore. Sin no longer has charge of me I'm no longer under sin's condemnation I have been justified made right just in Jesus Romans 5 verse 1 therefore since we have been justified by faith we have peace through God or peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand we rejoice in hope of the glory of God we're justified in Jesus and we're adopted That's another reason why we can we are changing our name in Christ we are he has taken us his child and so we take his name we're separated from sin uh, because sin once separated us from God But now the sin has been removed. We are like the prodigal who can return home to the Father. We are adopted. Ephesians 3, or chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will. As God is my Father, I have a wonderful inheritance. As God is my Father, now I wear the name of uh, of God. As God is my Father, I'm part of that family. And in Jesus, I am holy. So when we sing, as we did this morning, uh, about the holiness of God, we can understand also He has made us holy as well because we are sanctified in the Spirit. We become a temple of the Spirit of God, a holy structure for God. We collectively, yes, but each one of us individually Holiness not derived from our own merit, but it is a gift from God, a gift of Jesus. Ephesians 5, verse 25, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything that she might be holy and without blemish. He gives us His holiness. He changes us to be holy before Him. Uh, We need to maintain that righteous lifestyle, uh, that righteous self that He has given to us. We need to be holy, to practice holiness. Paul wrote to the Ephesians that we should be holy and blameless before Him. We are holy because God is holy. We live in holiness to be like our Father. We are holy because God is holy. Christians are sealed. You and I are sealed by the Spirit of God. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put His seal on us and given us His Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. I may not be able to see the mark that, that He has given to me. Uh, and that's in the spiritual realm. But God sees it. God knows that we are now sealed by the Spirit. God knows we belong to Him. The Spirit of the Lord has given, been given to us, each one of us, And now that seals us. It sets us apart. It says, this person belongs to God. This is a Christian. Jesus also, with the power of the Spirit, empowers us. We are empowered. God gave us His children, uh, not a spirit of fear, not a spirit to cower away in this world, but a spirit of power and strength. Paul would write to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, For this reason I remind you, defend the flame of the gift of God. Verse 7, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. He's given us all kinds of gifts to be used in His kingdom, to be used in the church, to be used in ministry, whatever that circumstance uh, that we might face whatever the opportunity might be before us. Paul would say, don't be afraid. Know that God has sealed you with His Spirit. Know that God has empowered you with His Spirit, with gifts to work, to minister, to be a Christian in this community. Whatever the temptation may be, whatever the problem might be, Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, God gives us the strength to overcome. So in Christ, we have a new life, our new way of living, a new way of being. Our identity changes. We are Christian. Christian first. Before Elliot, before... Christian. God took away the old self and he gave us a new identity, a new self, a new being. The old was from the world. And in the world our old self was tarnished. It was soiled by sin. Satan so influences humanity. That none of us are righteous in fact a lot of times we don't even realize just how sinful we are because we are in this world and we look like each other and we have a tendency to think well I'm not so bad but in Christ we get a do-over for Lloyd you know that's a mulligan if you're playing golf we do it again You see, we all sin, and we start out all outside of Christ, all sinners. None of us have lived without sin. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all need forgiveness. We all need a new identity because we all have a bad identity before Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. we were dead before Christ we were dead in the world that's who all of us were some of us might still be there dead in our sins, still separated from God still in the old identity God does not remove our sin and change our core simply to have His new creation move along kind of like they always did. He changes us so that we can be different. Not just pew warmers, but different. Really, Christians, followers, disciples. We are recreated in Christ to work, to minister, to be Christ. We are recreated in Christ to live like Jesus on the earth. We are His workmanship. That word workmanship is the Greek word from which we get the word poem. We are his masterpiece. Verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not of the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We're recreated with the workmanship of God. Now we are empowered. Now we are recreated. Now we are gifted. Now we are made new, the new self. We are made to be servants, not to be served. We are made to do good works, not watch somebody else do them. We are made to walk in ministry, not to admire them from afar. When Paul would write to the Corinthians, he said, You have become ambassadors of Christ. You represent Christ. You are to be Christ in the community where you are, showing Jesus to the people that you're around. We are created to represent Christ, to work for Christ, to work as Christ in this world. So a question that each one of us needs to ask ourselves, are we now the new self? Are we still the old self? I'm afraid that sometimes we might be theoretically the new South because we've we've at one time made that change, but we slipped back in, and now we're acting more like the old South than the new South. We become the new self by being born again, born of the water and the Spirit. Je- Jesus would tell Nicodemus, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he can't see the kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God. When Peter's writing in his epistle, he tells that church that we are born again, born of God, born of the good seed, the seed of the Word. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Drop down to verse 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, For a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the loving and abiding Word of God. Be obedient to the truth. Be born of the water and the Spirit. Take the new name, Christian. And then remember who we are in Christ. Remember the difference that it should be making in our lives, the difference that God has already made in our lives, changing the core of ourselves. You, we, all of us, we become a child of God, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb Jesus, holy and justified before the Father, We are sealed and empowered by the Spirit, equipped for the work that God wants us to do as His ambassadors, as Christians, for the work service of the kingdom of God. In Christ, we each have a new identity recreated in the image of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Are we changing? Are we being transformed? Are we assuming all of the characteristics that go with the name Christian? I rejoice in the image that we have in Christ. I rejoice in the identity that we each have in Christ. And if you don't have that image, if you're not living in that image, let me encourage you, be Christ. Don't just call yourself that, be that. Don't just wear that name casually, be Christian. Let's be standing. If you need prayer to help you be Christian, there'll be prayer warriors in the foyer. If you like a more private uh, time of prayer, some of us will be here at the front. We'll pray with you. If you've not begun that journey yet, if you've not been baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins yet, all things are ready. You can be baptized this morning in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. We encourage you to come while we praise God in song.